Well, welcome, friends, to the Victory Point Bible Reading Podcast, where normal, everyday disciples open up the Bible and discuss. We don't claim to be theologians here, but no one ever said you had to be to read and interpret and apply the Word of God to your life. So thanks so much for joining us today, and here's your host. Welcome back, VP family, friends, podcast listeners. It's Thursday, June 15. I'm Kim Hauer and Karen Greenwood, still here with me. Thank you, thank you. One more day to go. That's right. Now you for sure can make it to the end. Time will tell. <laughs> you keep threatening me. I'm feeling a little threatened. I feel love. <laughs> I feel the love. All right. Thankful Thursday. What you got to be thankful for right now? Right now. So my house is in chaos. We have contractors in the house doing some projects. And I'm blessed by the contractors that I've hired. And I don't even know these people. So the plumber that's mm-hmm. been at my house, um, I was just watching him and listening to how they interacted with each other. And I'm just like, he knows Jesus, right? So he came upstairs and I just asked him, I'm like, dude, do you know Jesus? And he's like, absolutely. And we started talking about God. And um, I said something about how it was right for the rapture, like Jesus come now. And he says, nope. He goes, I want to live to be 102. And I'm like, dude, you don't have to be a you know, afraid of dying, you're going from this place to Jesus. And he's like, I know that. But there are so many people that I have to teach Jesus um, to them about. So like, he's like, I got this mission field that I've got to let more people know. So to me, that was refreshing. Um, And then I've got a drywaller at my house and he listens to music really loud, all kinds of different types and sings and his voice is amazing. Um, so he came upstairs, well, Thursday I was having coffee and he was playing my Jesus music downstairs. I'm like, this is so cool. And he's just singing at the top of his lungs. So he came upstairs and, um, I told him, I'm like, you got a great voice. And I'm like, do you know Jesus? And he says, I can't live a day without him, which leads to more conversations. Um, so to me too, the boldness of asking somebody if they know Jesus, but it's refreshing to me that I'm seeing it in people's lives and what they're doing and how they're doing it versus just empty words. Like I'm just telling yeah. you words, but no, these people are living it. So that's been bringing me a lot of joy lately. Yeah, I can see that would be encouraging, right? I mean, we've been talking this whole week about just the chaos, the discouraging, the ugly, right? Mm-hmm. And... um that's a cool couple cool examples of God just kind of reaching down into your life at this moment of chaos because construction is chaos. Um, but in that, how beautiful to have two souls that are working in your home, um, you know, just speaking to your soul. And I just love how God encourages um, in totally random ways. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm thankful I'm not in a construction project right now, I guess, because um, I don't like reliving those things. Um, but probably thankful right now, um, just having our family all back together under one roof again. Um, it's had its challenges for sure. Um, I'm sure others are like, oh, yeah, I could have warned you about that. And I wish you all would have. Mm-hmm. Um, having a college student coming back. Um, And kind of rejoining the family has been a struggle. Um, 
but overall, it's just good. It's just good to have them back together, have sisters back together, and um, yeah. You so, have great children. We do. God has given us some pretty amazing kids. Yep, um, he has. We do not take credit for them because <laughs> we could not, because <laughs> they are way better than either of us. Um, I say that in jest because they're They've all got their issues too, right? I mean, that's just the way life is. So, um, but I do love our kids. They're good. They're siblings, so there's good and bad with that. But um, overall, they are they're good, good girls, and uh, I do love seeing them interact on their good days. Um, and so that brings joy to me, you know, see them relating to one another well. So, I'm thankful for that right now, the season that we're in. Um, all right, jumping back into Matthew 14, we are going to read from 32 to 51, which will be the end of chapter 24, um, and tomorrow we get into 25. So I am going to have to read that um, starting in verse 32. Again, Jesus speaking to his disciples. Now, learning, now learn this lesson from the fig tree. As soon as its twigs get tender and its leaves come out, you know that summer is near. Even so, when you see all these things, you know that it is near, right at the door. Truly, I tell you, this generation will certainly not pass away until all these things have happened. Heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will never pass away. But about that day or hour, no one knows, not even the angels in heaven, nor the Son, but only the Father, as it was in the days of Noah, so it will be at the coming of the Son of Man. For in the days before the flood, people were eating and drinking, marrying and giving in marriage, up to the day Noah entered the ark. And they knew nothing about what would happen until the flood came and took them all away. That is how it will be at the coming of the Son of Man. Two men will be in the field, one will be taken and the other left. Two women will be grinding with a handmill. One will be taken and the other left. Therefore, keep watch, because you do not know on what day your Lord will come. But understand this. If the owner of the house had known at what time of night the thief was coming, he would have kept watch and would not have let his house be broken into. So you also must be ready, because the Son of Man will come at an hour when you do not expect him. Who then is the faithful and wise servant, whom the master has put in charge of the servants in his household to give them their food? Oh, sorry. I'm going to start that one over because that's a question. I didn't read it that way. <laughs> Who then is faithful and wise servant, whom the master has put in charge of the servants in his household to give them their food at the proper time? It will be good for that servant whose master finds him doing so when he returns. Truly, I tell you, he will put him in charge of all his possessions. But suppose that servant is wicked and says to himself, My master is staying away a long time. And he then begins to beat his fellow servants and to eat and drink with drunkards. The master of that servant will come on a day when he does not expect him and at an hour he is not aware of. He will cut him to pieces and assign him a place with the hypocrites where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Whew. That ends harsh. So, Karen, as you read and prepared for this podcast recording, 
What stood out to you? There's so much in this one. Yeah. Um, I mean, you can start in verse 36 where no one knows the day or the hour, not even Jesus. It's only the Father knows. Um, and that's kind of hard to wrap your brain around, too, when the Trinity are three and one, but right. only a portion of it knows. I don't know. It, to me, that's just kind of craziness. But um, he's going to be a thief in the night. Nobody knows when. And that just, are you ready? Yeah. I think it's interesting that starting with the fig tree, he's like saying like, okay, but here are the signs. Like you're going to know. Like there's going to be signs that point you to when it's going to be. Um, but the exact time is going to be unknown. So I guess, you know, like be prepared. I mean, it kind of sums it up. Like be prepared because you're not going to know when. So you might want to just always be ready. Yeah, you're not going to real quick go, oh, Jesus is coming. I got to straighten it up right now. Right. Yeah. Uh, and I found like one thing that stood out to me is like it talks about the days of Noah. I mean, and just before this, right, Jesus is telling them <laughs> how horrific things are going to be. It's going to be awful. Like the abomination leads to desolation. Like that to me says so many negatives in one little short phrase. Like, it's going to be unimaginable. We're never going to see times. It will be such that we will know that it is not like before. It'll be worse than it had ever been, and it will never be worse than that. So, like, you envision how awful that is. But then it says, during those days, though, it's going to be like the days of Noah, where the people were just eating and drinking and carrying on with life as if nothing was going on. And I'm like, I just, I can't wrap my head around. Well, and they thought that Noah was crazy and ignorant because yeah. it had never rained from the heavens prior to the flood. So that if they're like, why are you building such a big boat? And why are you telling us that it's going to flood? It's never rained before. And um, so, yeah, the ignorance of people then is the same as the ignorance of people today. Like how many times has God showed us over and over and over again? And people still stay oblivious to it, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I guess and I, if I've, I've watched the movie Noah, um, yeah, for good or bad, but whatever. But there was certainly that dark underlying theme during that movie, you know? So it kind of makes that real. Like, these people were pretty horrific during Noah's time. Mm -hmm. Like, God had every reason to wipe the earth clean at that point. Um, but yet they did, right? They continued on with what they were doing in life. That's, it might be horrific to us to watch the level of evil, but for the level of evil to continue with what, what they're doing, I guess that's not abnormal, right? Does that make sense? Like those who are living in this like horrifically evil state of life, they're going to continue doing whatever it is that they do. There won't be a change for them. Correct. Because they're stubborn. Right. It's kind of like a spoiled little kid. You're told over and over and over. And they know what the consequences is every single time and they keep doing it. Choices. Yeah. Choices. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
I think there's a lot in this that seems like you're pointing at the Trinity and then Jesus not knowing, but yeah, like some of these things are just kind of like you can't wrap your head around and then maybe we're not meant to, right? Maybe this is one of those things where like in order to keep the awe and wonder of a supreme and great God, if we knew all of it and understood all of it, then we wouldn't need a God. <laughs> yeah. So that's where I'm going to leave it at that for that. Um, how about for people, anything in here that stood out to you about people or, or yourself or, um, yeah. Well, the verse 46 through 50 where it talks about the servant and how this is supposed to be like the best servant and he's in charge of everybody and he's given all of the trust from the master and then as soon as the master turns his back, he does everything opposite and he's a horrible bad person, right? Um, so I look at that and I just think about how hypocritical people are. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you say you're this and then you turn and do that. Kind of like the people that go to church on Sunday, but there's somebody different outside of church, on, you know, mm-hmm. Monday through Saturday. Um, so it's like being true to who you truly are all the time versus when somebody specific is watching you. Yeah. So that kind of... Yeah, stands yeah. out. I mean, it says in the end, he will cut him to pieces and assign him a place with the hypocrites. So um, apparently there's a place for the hypocrites. <laughs> yeah. We don't want to be there, I don't think. Um, I found it interesting, I guess, as I was reading that same thing, uh, it just, a question stood out to me, um, really for myself, is am I doing the work of the master while he's gone, Jesus came, he left. Am I doing the work of the master while he's away? He's coming back. Right. Am I doing his work? Are you living your life like it's always being watched? Because it is. Yeah. And most of the time we forget we're being watched. Right. Yeah. All right. Well, I am going to uh, sum this up with one thing that stood out to me when I was doing some research is that probably the biggest lie of Satan is that we are in no hurry. Mm. There is no hurry. We can just take our time. We can live our lives the way we want to. There's no hurry to turn your life over to Jesus. And I think that these are clear warnings that we don't know. We don't know the time. So... There may be a hurry. <laughs> there may be like tomorrow. We don't know. Right. Um, so we must always be prepared and put the enemy in his place and say, no, it's pretty urgent. It's pretty urgent that those we come in contact with know the love of Jesus Christ for them. Because otherwise they'll be weeping and gnashing of teeth. So um, don't delay. Keep doing the master's work while he's away and have a great Thursday. We'll be back tomorrow for our final day. See ya. Well, thank you for joining us today for the Victory Point Bible Reading Podcast. We hope that today's conversation was helpful for you and encourages you in your daily walk with God. If you have any questions or thoughts to share with us, please email us at info at victorypoint.org. We would love to hear from you.